This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories and wisdom. This thing called life can be challenging, and the stories that that are shared demonstrate that no matter what you have gone through, you can choose happiness. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to talk to you about shifting your perspective. This is so important because there are so many things that frustrate us or stress us out. And if we were able to shift our perspective of the situation, we would be so much happier. You see, we all have our own perspective, which is the way we view the world. It's like the lens in which we see things. When we shift our perspective, it changes our perception of life. Our perception is the way we think about or understand someone or something, and it is also what we understand or interpret from our five senses. However, our perception is shaped by our past experiences, feelings, and thoughts. Think of it as looking at the glass half full or half empty. In short, when we change our perspective, it changes our perception, which in turn changes our beliefs and ultimately changes our reality. So change your perspective, change your life. It sounds simple, yet it can be very challenging for some to actually achieve. If you would like to learn more about this topic and how to work with me personally, please visit sandyscarlotta.com to schedule a free 15-minute call with me and to get access to a free digital copy of my book, Happiness Solved. I also invite you to join my growing community by texting me at 703-420-3472 to receive daily inspirational messages. Again, that number is 703-420-3472. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Today's guest is Craig Siegel. Craig is a value-based keynote speaker, performance coach, entrepreneur, online brand exploder, master elevator, host of the record-breaking podcast, The CLS Experience, and rising thought leader as featured in Entrepreneur and endorsed by some of the world's most well-known celebrities such as Rob Diedrich, Ed Milette, Bethany Hamilton, Suzanne Summers, and NFL Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins. When the pandemic happened, Craig felt guided and left his lucrative and stable job on Wall Street and went all in with his passion and purpose to help people revamp their mindset and fulfill their potential. Craig's unique combination of energy, motivation, inspiration, charisma, and business had led, has led to the rise of Cultivate Lasting Symphony, CLS, a contagious and never-before-seen explosion that has impacted millions of lives worldwide. This is such an amazing conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Egg, it's so great to see you today. I've been looking forward to this for months. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Sandy. I love you so much. You and I could have went for an hour before we actually went live and hit record. I'm just excited to be here today. What an honor. I'm ready to rock. Thank you. Oh, so am I, because you have so much energy, and I can't wait for my audience to hear this energy. <laughs> But before we start getting into what you're doing now, 
We all have a story. What is your story and how did you get to where you are today? Oh boy, right out of the gate, huh? Uh, <laughs> let's dive deep, right? So, so let me tell you exactly who I am and why I'm here. Uh, for the last 11 years, up until the pandemic, I had been on Wall Street. Um, I had a ton of success from monetary... And what monetary did you do on Wall... Yeah, yeah, what were you doing so, on Wall Street? I was in stocks, like like a, a broker. And I worked at a brokerage. Oh. So, so when I got out of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do, Sandy, but I was ambitious. And I always had an infatuation with the stock market. So I ended up on Wall Street. But, but a very pivotal part of, of my journey is this. Simultaneously, when I ended up on Wall Street, I discovered personal development. So, so everything changed for me. Everything began to, to just like, I used to, I would look at everything from a different perspective. So, so wait a minute, you mean who I am now is not a life sentence? Like I can develop confidence, I could change my perspective. And, and so I started to have a lot of success on Wall Street. Uh, and, and Wall Street was a lot of fun until it wasn't. As you can imagine, like with stock market and unpredictability, so much out of your control, uh, it could be it could become a, a bit stressful to say the least. And so ultimately, at some point, I felt called to pivot and I left that and I started my own business. Instant, still in the finance industry, but something much different. Essentially provided capital and loans to businesses across the country. Uh, also lucrative, but, but let me just spell it out for you. It felt like a J-O-B. I mean, I was waking up every day and going to where, and I know the audience and your listeners can relate to that at probably at some point. To say that it wasn't setting my soul on fire is a massive understatement. I was drowning. Uh, I was miserable. I had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life as well. Like, I had just gotten out of a, a toxic relationship. My dad was diagnosed with lung cancer a few years back. And, and you know, it's tough to be grateful like when, you, when you're not excited about waking up. So even though, like, I was healthy, Sandy, like, and I would be thankful for that, it's like the next day I, I wake up and I, I got to go back doing this. And so I was, I was stuck and I had all this built up energy and I channeled it and I started running a bunch of marathons, which was so, so exciting and new to me. And ultimately that would play a, a pivotal role in today's journey. And I'll get into that in a little bit, but I wasn't looking to become a professional runner. I was just looking for an outlet. Fast forward the pandemic. I shut down my office for what I thought would be two weeks. I looked around. So a lot of Netflix and a lot of day drinking. I said, that's not going to be me. I had always felt guided. Um, but in the beginning of the pandemic, I started feeling very called. Um, and I realized that I needed to ask myself some very challenging, tough questions like, am I really happy? Absolutely not. Um, and what would make me happy? And from studying personal development for so long, I had a strategy. Essentially, I asked myself two things. What are my gifts? What are my passions? My gift is my ability to communicate effectively. And my passion is personal development. I'm obsessed with that stuff, removing limiting beliefs, changing your perspective, all that. And so I married those two concepts and I created Cultivate Lasting Symphony or CLS, apply my initials, uh, and I went all in. And, and in a year, I'm very humbled to say the brand has exploded. We have one of the top podcasts on the planet, a million downloads, sponsored by Mark Cuban, keynote speaking. I'm flying to Atlanta on Wednesday to take the stage. Uh, my communities, the masterminds, which you are a part of. Uh, and it's all happening. And I'm out of Wall Street for good. I'm out of that. This is what I'll be doing in some capacity for the rest of my life. The whole irony and where I'm going to land the plane with this story is this. I didn't start CLS for the money, uh, but as I discovered, and as it turns out, when you really find what you love and what, what calls you and sets your soul on fire and you do a really good job, the universe has no choice but to, to flood you with money. 
and now I'm making more money than I ever made on Wall Street. Uh, and this isn't work to me. Like this conversation right here, like I, I couldn't be more excited to be here with you. I genuinely love this stuff and I'd like to believe we're just getting warmed up. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's go back. You said right out of college, you got into personal development. That's kind of a young age. Like a lot of people, it's it's when they have a life event, right? A big life event that kind of thinks, wow, there's got to be something better than this. But right out of college, I mean, I have a kid in college now. You know, when you're out of college, you're thinking about partying. You're thinking, you know, you're not really thinking about personal development. So what was the catalyst that, that had you shift to personal development? Great question. And I love that you challenged me. And the truth of the matter is, it sounds young now, um, but ultimately, God willing, should I have a kid one day? And I have a nephew who's just under two. Uh, I want to begin installing them with, with mindset stuff and personal development as early as one, if I can. I think it's the most important thing. And they should teach that stuff in school. I probably would have paid better attention, but maybe that's on me. Essentially, when I was on Wall Street, it, it's, um, it's an environment where, depending upon how much effort you put in, is how well you can do. And so I think I turned to YouTube and I started finding motivational videos, Tony Robbins, Dave Goggins, stuff like that, ET. Uh, and I just became infatuated with the way they were talking about like your mindset and a positive attitude. Uh, and I went down the rabbit hole and I discovered NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, where you could reprogram your brain and all that stuff. And I was just obsessed. I was like, this is unbelievable. It, it just, I, I don't know. I went down the rabbit hole. I was fascinated and I never looked back. Back then, I didn't know that ultimately my destiny would be actually making personal development my life. Um, but I liked it so much right when I was introduced. That's awesome. And you're right. You do want to start introducing your nephew early on. Um, that's how I've raised my son. He now, you know, he does have moments where he forgets <laughs> and I have to kind of, you know, he has, so he has some anxiety and I'll, I'll bring him down. And then I'm like, okay, let's start focusing on what you have to be grateful for. And, and he starts making those shifts. But when you raise somebody like that in that environment, they definitely are much more compassionate. They look at people a little bit different ways. Um, and yeah, good for you. And you will have children someday and you'll do the same. <laughs> yes, thank you. And that's why I can't wait. Um, the personal development stuff is such a game changer. And, and just being aware that you have a choice, like with your mindset and stuff like that, um, it, it can only help. Yeah. So you had a pivotal moment. You mentioned, you said, I'll get back to that in a minute. And I, I know your story, but you had some issues. You had, you had a little health scare yourself, didn't you? With the tumor, with your I, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a wild story for sure. I was at a big speaking engagement, um, probably about seven months ago, and 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 while I was there, I was training for the Chicago Marathon just to give context, and I was talking about it with an ego. I, I was saying I'm going to shock the world. I'm going to run really fast, and, and then ultimately back to the speaking engagement. Uh, we're playing football on the beach with the boys, never a good idea, and I injured my foot. And I come home, I go to the doctor, and they put me in a boot, and they say, you have a sprained ligament. It was at this time where I went about a few days, maybe a week, and I just felt very guided to facilitate an MRI, even though they didn't think it was necessary, so I did. Uh, they called me the next week, and they said, Craig, you got to come in. I'm like, just hit me with it. Like, what's up? I'm a little busy. I got a lot on my plate today. And like, um, your ligament looks good. 
And then he pauses and he goes, but we found a tumor in the bottom of your foot. Shook me up because, you know, I wasn't expecting that. Not in a million years. But see, here's the thing. The difference between this Craig and the Craig of two years ago and prior is I understand now that life happens for us and not to us. So I gave myself about an hour of a pity party, whereas the old Craig might have even had a bad day, bad week, maybe even a bad month. Um, I gave myself a couple hours the very next day. Let's see the best doctors in Manhattan. Let's get to the bottom of this. Uh, I didn't know why this was happening uh, for me, um, but as Steve Jobs always likes to say, you know, you can connect the dots looking backwards, and I was excited to find out. So I, I, you know, I handled it, uh, I think, pretty well. I got the surgery, stitches, crutches, all that. But here's the pivotal point of the story is the marathon didn't look like I was going to be able to run it, um, but, and I was on crutches. I'd always been skeptical, Sandy, of the, of the quantum, the law of attraction, all this energy stuff, because it was beyond my senses. And as I said earlier, I got introduced to stuff with mindset. So I said to myself, while I'm sitting here on crutches and I can't train, if I'm ever going to buy in to this quantum law of attraction stuff, let's do it now. There'll never be a better opportunity. Now or never. And so I dove in and did I go down the rabbit hole? My goodness. Like this whole concept that like we're a spirit and a soul having a human experience and we're energy and the power of intention. Um, and just like when you're in the quantum, you're no one, nowhere, nothing. You can rewrite your code. Uh, and I started getting really confident. And as it turns out, life happens for us, not to us. I was able to, even though I couldn't run Chicago, three weeks later, I was able to get to the start line of the New York City Marathon. But the lesson learned here was it wasn't about me this time. I did it to inspire my dad, who's currently battling cancer, and raise money for American Cancer Society. And when I got there, everyone was, everybody was like, do you think you'll be able to finish? Do you have any predictions? And I'm like, learn my lesson with this one. I have no predictions. I'm just grateful to have a, a crack at this thing. Um, make a long story short, I, I felt good. Uh, I ended up running. I was in another dimension. I ran as fast as I've ran in my life, a 339 personal record with a broken foot, which I found out. Um, and it was just the most special experience ever. And there's no other way to describe it other than a quantum experience because I didn't have physical training to run 26.2 miles. So although that story arc completed from tumor diagnosis to completing the marathon, the real story arc of life has only just begun because I've been in the quantum ever since. And I can honestly say for you and your listeners, for the first time in my life, I am experiencing real-time manifestations. And I'm so thankful that that whole situation happened for me, not to me. That's incredible. I didn't know. I knew you ran the marathon and there was a group chat going on tracking you and Jessica while you were doing it. Had no idea that your foot was still injured while you were doing it. And that's incredible. I've run one marathon and my goal was to finish. I was 45 when I ran the marathon. First time. 45 years young. To finish. 45 years young. Um, it was to finish the marathon, finish it under five hours, <laughs> and to not not walk. You know, I wanted to, to run the whole thing, and I met all of those goals and signed up to run the Chicago Marathon the following year. So that was 2006. So 2007, I was supposed to run the Chicago Marathon, ended up not doing it um, because I, I didn't get my training in, because the training is so intense. Ended up in Chicago the weekend of the marathon, and it was 85 degrees by 10 a.m. And they had in to October? shut the marathon down. Yes. Yep. Wow. They shut that's the record. Like, couple people died. Couple people died. The whole thing, and that's why I signed up to run it because of the temperature. But um, so that's really that's really incredible, and what your mindset was able to do under your conditions. 
that you were able to, because yeah. it was a great time. Yeah. And, and I've what since is... thought about training for a marathon. And I thought, who the heck, I'll keep my language clean. Who the heck runs for five hours? <laughs> is that crazy or what? Because that's that, how long that is... it would take me to finish. Isn't that that's crazy? Like who runs for five hours straight? <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that. I did that once. Like... Wait, did you hit the goal? What's that? I did. I met goal? all my goals. I did. That's I amazing. met my goals. Did you know that you're part of the one percent club? One percent of the world have completed no. a marathon. I did not know that. That's amazing. I want to acknowledge wow. you for a second because it's not just a race that you ran, but it's a metaphor for life. And now anything that you go through going yeah. forward, you have a point of reference. Wait a minute. I ran twenty six point two miles in under five hours. If I could do that, I could do this. So kudos to you and for the listeners listening like we're not trying to put fitness on you or anything like that um but if you do have an opportunity to really challenge yourself in an arena like that it's really really good for your mindset totally and it was and i i compare myself and my challenges to that all the time now i did the marine corps marathon because i'm in the dc metro area Ooh. now it's 26.2 the point two is a very steep incline Okay, where you're almost <laughs> crawling up the hill. And you've got oh Marines goodness. lined up and down that steep incline cheering you on. And you're literally, because it's such a steep thing, you're almost on your hands and knees finishing that point too. It's, oh my it's, goodness. it's a trip. It's a complete experience. <laughs> I was going to say, what you an ever experience. You get down to DC. Yeah, yeah. What, what an experience. All right, back, back to mindset. So you have just done so much in your in your business in the past year that it's phenomenal, which is why now you are one of my coaches and my mentors, which I am so thrilled to be learning from you. Had you ever done public speaking before? Because you're really talented on the stage. Have you Thank ever you done so much. No, I have not. And, and this is what's going to really surprise you and your audience or, and your listeners is that someone asked me recently, what's Someone was like throwing my podcast questions back at me and said, what's something weird about you that a lot of people might not know or expect? And I said this, I'm actually an introvert and I'm really shy. And, and the person thought I was kidding because I show up every day as, as this Craig and so forth. But the truth of the matter is, is by nature, I, I really am. When I realized um, what it would take to really make an impact with CLS at the biggest scale possible, uh, I, I knew I was going to have to be in front of people so that they could hear the message. And so... I developed the skill and I kind of changed my perspective, but I had never done public speaking in the past. Uh, it doesn't come natural to me, but just like anything else in life, for the most part, you can usually develop a skill set for it. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's interesting because I know a lot of people that are like that, and I'm very much an introvert too, but the exception is when I'm in a room full of people, I can walk up to anybody and start a conversation. But what, for that the most part, I'm, I'm an introvert. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm really good at that. That's a, that's a good skill I have, and I like going to those live events. But, but for the most part, I'm, I'm a homebody and I'm an introvert. <laughs> I wouldn't that's leave the house. My, when COVID, yeah, when COVID hit, I was like, perfect. I don't have to go anywhere now. I'm off the hook. I can stay home. I don't need to go meet yeah. my girlfriends. I don't need to go do this. Just stay home. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So so what is your favorite like is there a favorite quote that you have 
before I ask you your next question, I want to know, like, what is your favorite quote? Because you've you've done a lot of personal development work. What is your favorite one that that kind of if there was one thing that gets you going every day? I think in the beginning when I started CLS, and I usually say this to a lot of the community members and the clients and so forth, is I always say this. Look yourself in the mirror and say three words. Why not you? I said that before my first marathon. I said that before I started CLS uh, and ultimately some of my success uh, on Wall Street. It's just that there really is no reason as to why we can't do what our heart desires. And, and like, why can't we listen to the voice of the dream in our heart? The thing is, is that most people create, and the key word there is create, limiting beliefs on why they're not worthy to do what they want to do and to follow their dreams. And the reason why I say create is because nobody was actually born with these limiting beliefs. We've cultivated them over time. And as soon as we become aware of that, we have the ability to, to go back in and change the thoughts that take up real estate in our mind to more empowering ones. So we get rid of the negative ones. And those new empowering thoughts create new beliefs, which create new habits and behaviors, which create new results. And so once you become aware that you have a, a choice because thoughts are random, thinking is not, and you could be strategic with the thoughts you allow to stay in your head, then ultimately, why not you? I love that. I wrote that down because I, I love that. Why not you? So what would you tell somebody when, if you have a client or whatever, that, and you discover, or they even say that they've got this limiting belief, how would you help them to make that shift? I would just say this, what is your limiting belief? And let's just say, um, you know, that uh, I'm an imposter. I want to start an entrepreneurial business, but who's going to listen to me? I'll ask them straight up, do you think you were born with that belief? And they'll usually say, no. I'll say, okay, so where did you create it? Could it have been like maybe the news or your environment or society or your family? And then they usually pin back to, you know what? Yeah, uh, my parents grew up uh, kind of conditioning me to this. Or um, I had an experience in high school and I always lost confidence. So I said, now that you agree um, that you created this limiting belief, is it possible that we can create a new, more empowering belief to take that one over? Uh, and then they say, uh, yes, I guess that would be possible. And then ultimately we go back in and just do what I just said. Get rid of the negative thoughts like an intruder in your house and be very strategic with the positive ones and they create new beliefs. And I know for your audience listening, they're probably like, that sounds so simple. Well, here's the kicker. It is simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. And what I mean by that is as follows. It takes self-awareness and some conditioning to be committed to making sure that you get out in front of this thing and continuously put positive thoughts in your mind. And as you continue to do that, you will create new empowering beliefs. But you got to stay committed and you got to stay in, you know, you got to stay consistent. At the end of the day, like, are you interested or are you committed? And if you're committed and you do this every day for a few weeks, all of a sudden, you're going to be conditioned and programmed to continuously input positive thoughts in your mind. And those positive thoughts create new beliefs. And then you're removing the limiting beliefs. It's like a sports car with a governor where you can only go a certain speed. You're removing that. And now there's no limitations on what you could do and where you could take this thing called life. Mm, love it. Love that. And it's so true that it's it's very simple, but it's not always easy because people, a lot of times people don't want to take a look at themselves. And then when it comes to like feeling like an imposter, many times people are just comparing themselves to other people. And I know I've, I've gone down that rabbit hole too, where you see another coach out there and they're doing this and doing that. And you start thinking, you know, and for me, because I've been on this journey for so many years, you know, 
I'm able to switch that very quickly because I recognize it immediately. And yeah. it's not so it's not so easy for 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 everyone now. Yeah. Yeah, it's so what not. is the best advice? Yeah, right, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say uh, it's not easy, but it's a simple concept. And if you're really committed um, to raising the volume uh, to the dream in your heart and really making an impact on this world, because I, I do believe in my soul that everybody's here for a reason with specific, unique gifts and everybody here has a purpose. And if you're committed to, to following that path, um, then you just, you, you make it exciting. Like, for example, let's say you're ever feeling weird. I'll thank you, universe, for shining a flashlight and giving me feedback to let me know that my thoughts right now are out of whack. I'm going to go ahead and be proactive. Uh, and then it becomes fun and, it come, and becomes exciting. What were you about to say? I was just going to ask you, what is the best advice that you've ever received? I think that... The best advice that I ever received is that there's no such thing as failure uh, as long as you learn lessons. And the only way that you fail is if you don't try, right? So to use a, a baseball analogy, like if you're just standing in the batter's box with the bat and you don't even take a swing, like I, I can't get behind that. But if you take a swing and you strike out, it's okay. We'll figure out like how to make contact next time. So I, I think with me, like people always say like, I was at a big speaking engage. I'm flying out on uh, Wednesday to Atlanta. I was on Atlanta a few weeks back. People asked me, like, weren't you scared to start CLS on the online business space, which you had zero experience and 300 Instagram followers to leave a stable job on Wall Street? And my answer was, I was petrified to go back and wake up every day feeling like I was stuck going to a J-O-B. Like, to me, I associated that with death. The thing with me is I had never came up with the idea for CLS because I was so stuck in the rat race, I didn't even give myself a chance to come up for air. And that's on me. I take accountability for that. But once I was able to package and realize CLS is my thing, it's my calling, it's my destiny, once I had the idea and it was tangible to me in my mind, then going back um, was failure because then I was making a choice to stay miserable. Um, right. So I realized that when I stepped into CLS, it might not be smooth sailing, right? It might not just go up in a straight line, um, but I see a lot of people having success uh, that I believe I could be better than. I say that very respectfully. So I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to surround myself with the right people. Nobody will outwork me. And if, if I have a couple of bumps and bruises, uh, I will learn and I will adapt and I will evolve and I'll grow. And I don't consider that failure. And once you have that mentality... Um, you're not scared to try new things because you know that eventually you'll figure out what doesn't work and what does. And so just to hammer it home and land the plane with this for the listeners, I believe the only way that you fail is if you don't try. Love it. Now, what is the worst advice you've ever received? I, I think the worst advice that I received um, was when I started CLS was that um, it's gonna take a while and just be prepared um, you know, to, to launch a lot and have nobody sign up and like, you know, it take a while to get going. And, and not that I you know, believed it would go up in a straight line, um, but, but I'm a hard worker and I'm a quick learner. 
um, and I'm willing to put in the work and put my heart and soul into this. And you know, I, I know CLS looks like a meteoric rise. Obviously, I'm putting in a lot of hours, but again, it's not work to me because I genuinely love this stuff. Um, but but ultimately, for anyone that's out there, um, if if you have the long game mentality, and what I mean by that is. Forget about the expectation of outcome. Just be consistent and committed every day. And then all of a sudden, in a few months, it's like, whoa, look what we built. Uh, don't let anybody tell you how much time it should or can take. Stay at your own pace, put in the work, stay consistent, and you will, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, achieve success, whatever success is to you. Love it. And that is so true, the long game. And so many people give up too quickly. When way things too don't quickly. go their way. Yeah, way and, and it's, yeah. momentum is, is the most powerful thing to get and the easiest thing to lose, Sandy. And like people like yeah. they, they have momentum and then they hit a, an obstacle and then they get dejected and then they stop. Um, that you know, you should be prepared for obstacles and challenges and embrace them. And you're right, people usually stop right before they would have blew up or had success. It's so true. Yeah, love it. So Craig, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience that we haven't talked about today? I just want everybody to know that, you know, not to sound too cliche, but every single person does have a dream in the heart. Everybody is here for a specific reason with a purpose. Um, and I challenge you to, when you, when you feel called or when you do hear that voice inside you, right, whether you're in the bathroom, on a run, on an airplane, at a funeral, whatever the case may be, and you, and you feel that intuition, raise the volume to that voice and really listen to it. And pursue that because in regards to like what you think about a, a, a soul and a spirit, which I believe in, like might last forever or whatever the case may be in different forms, in terms of this human uh, earthly experience, there's only a certain amount of time, right? So assuming the listeners like believe in something a little bit bigger than us, let's just call it a creator, whether that's, you know, Jesus, God, Hanukkah, Harry, whatever. If you don't give this thing called life everything you got, uh, you're invalidating what your creator made you to be, which is abundant um, and grateful and to have success and so forth. It's almost disrespectful. So make every single second count. And you don't have to have all the answers right in the beginning. And it's okay if you fall down. Uh, but take that shot and really live and pursue that dream in your heart. Mm, I love it. So much wisdom you imparted today on the for the listeners. So thank you so much, Craig. Just love seeing you, love your energy. And uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor. You know how much love and respect I have for you. I love you so much that it's weird. Uh, and, and I love doing life with you. I love how we <laughs> met. The way we met was divine intervention at that live event. Uh, now you're, you know, you're in the community, you're doing the mastermind. And uh, I, I'm just yep. so excited to continue because our friendship is only just beginning. Uh, and I'm your biggest fan. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. It was such an honor to have my coach and mentor, Craig Siegel, on this episode today. And I just love his energy and his, just, he's so motivational and just everything about him. It was incredible. So if you want to learn more about Craig, the best place would be to go to um, Instagram and do a search for Craig Siegel and he's on his link tree he's got all sorts of information that you can learn about him and join his membership and, and all of that so 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To learn more about me, please visit my website at sandyscarlotta.com. And as always, I hope that you and your family are safe and healthy and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.